And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Uh, we have a continuation of episode number 65, Are We Alone in the Universe, part two, with Matt Tiller, who runs the Tiller for Real channel on uh, YouTube. Check it out. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good. good doing good. That's good. Um, so this is uh, part two on the first one. You know, we got into some stuff like consciousness and different researchers who are looking into different aspects of the, you know, UFO, UAP, alien phenomena. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to get to some other stuff, too, because there yeah. are some weird things, you know, like I like I said, the Fermi paradox, you know, which is Enrico Fermi, you know, posed the question if there's all this probability for life out there based on like the Drake equation and different stuff. Where is everybody like how come, you know, the, the universe should be teeming with life by now? So uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's definitely a great thought experiment um by definition however fermi's paradox is not actually a paradox in the the scientific tent, uh, sense i mean it does address a question that 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 uses or calls upon scientific reasoning or scientific scientific anal analyzation to to come to a more plausible answer but it's more like a thought experiment it's almost like uh it's like a sophism. Um, like, uh, okay, here's an example of um, a sophism. Um, is, um, is God so powerful that he himself could build a wall that he cannot destroy? Or like, it, it, is God so powerful that he could build a wall that he himself could not destroy? So it's a challenge against the, the idea of God being omnipotent. So if you say, no, he can't, because he can destroy everything. Well, then, oh, well, he's not all powerful if he can't build that wall that he can't destroy, you know. Or if you say, yes, he can because he can do anything. Well, then if he can't destroy it, then he can't do that. Then he's not all powerful. So it's it's like either way you you answer it, you know, it's there's no way out. And but there's no there's no uh, relative uh, truth to that. It's it's more just like a, a thought experiment or a thinking exercise that. It's a good talking point, but you know, the uh, Fermi's paradox actually originated from a conversation between him and either three or four other scientists. It might be like like three other scientists. They were walking around and they were talking about some different um, UFO sightings in the 1950s that had recently come recently come out in the news or in the public or something. And his question was. We don't know like exactly uh, what it what it was like verbatim, but it was something to the effect of, you know, well, if there is intelligent life out there in the universe, you know, where where are they? I mean, it was it was a question like that, but it wasn't until 1975 that the phrase Fermi's paradox actually began to be used. So yeah, you're talking about the. Uh... The lunch he had with Emil yeah. uh, Konopinski, Edward Teller, and uh, Herbert York. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
So, and all three of those other guys remember that he said something different, like on record when they were asked or questioned or whatever they said, Right. you know, slightly different things, but still it's, it's, that's not really a big deal. I guess there's two parts to the question too. It's like, if if there was all this life or possibility for life, Mm -hmm. why aren't we seeing artifacts and not necessarily like pottery on our planet or anything Mm -hmm. like that, but something, an artifact of some advanced uh, interstellar civilization, you know, whether it be satellites or something that, you know, um, would indicate that there was something before. And in that case, Mm -hmm. in our entire solar system, I guess my thought about that is like yeah we've sent probes out and stuff like that like cassini to to saturn and uh we you know we got the different telescopes and stuff like that but at the same time we haven't we haven't landed on any of these planets you know we barely landed on the moon you know so and there's people that even argue that to this day so um Mm -hmm. in 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 that regard it's, it's one of those unusual things where it's like we're projecting based on mathematics probability and all these different things what the rest of the universe is like when really we've only gotten to our own moon, if that makes of course. sense. Of yeah. Physically. I mean, it, we are able to observe. Uh, no, no, of course. Yeah. 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 But, but I know what you mean. And there's different, I mean, um, there's so, so many uh, different ways you can hit that one. Uh, let's see. Was it, um, oh, what, who was it? Man? The Washington, the New York post, maybe said or maybe it was not geo i don't remember it was like in uh february either january february or early march probably january or february of this year uh said that you know we may have already been visited by uh little extraterrestrial intelligent life like little bitty and talking like like the bacteria level yeah 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 i saw something on that yeah so that that's one thing so we've talked about like yeah i mean you know (laughs) <laughs> when I first read it, I, w- I was like, what? No. And then I was had to use my own arguments against myself, like, you know, practice what I preach. And that's how do I know? I'm, I'm still going by earth bias. It's like that's right. I'm expecting to see someone who will communicate like me that looks slightly different. They look exactly human but they've got like some kind of shell looking thing on their forehead ah you know like are more, you talking about like similar like, ne- those, like, like water ne- water bear type that or what are those things well called? yeah 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 um oh man I, formal scientific name escapes me um not try the bite oh what's it's it? it's something it's like the trigade yeah. or trigrade or trigrade i haven't like written down I've actually um, I've but yeah those here. those things supposedly can survive anything nuclear blasts oh yeah like, i can the thing that's, that's in the uh, little dewdrop or whatever. Yeah. It's uh I wrote it down. That's what I uh, creepy looking thing. <laughs> um tardigrade. Yeah. The yeah, tardy up. Danny Tardimal. Almost impossible to kill. These are my notes um from Neil deGrasse Tyson and also nice. uh, another conference I, I I attended. Right. But yeah, this is my plug for the rocket book, reusable notebook. Oh, those okay. look pretty cool. Yeah, whatever. I'm not. I don't, you know. Watch it. Watch out. As the official <laughs> spokesman. <laughs> that would be nice. Put the money yeah. right in the PayPal. Yeah, yeah. But uh, back to um, back to Fermi's paradox. You know, I mean th- that that's one way of looking at it. So like you've got microbial life. Um, then you could also have life that's incredibly big. If we're going to talk about time being relevant, you know, I mean, maybe time passes by at a certain space, like a certain pace for us, but then you look at movies like Interstellar just to see like a visual illustration. 
And, uh, you know, the astronauts are down there for what, like a few hours or so. And they've uh -huh. got like an incident, you know, one astronaut gets killed by a tidal wave and they get back. And what's it like, like 20 something years have passed by. And the, now the other astronaut who was waiting on board has got like, you know, gray hair and everything. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's insane. Um, so we, we can also talk about, um, uh, fractional speed of light travel in a bit compared to fast, faster than light travel, uh, tachyons and quarks and things like that. And, uh, going forwards and backwards of time and the, uh, probable or theoretical logistics of how that might work. But for now, Fermi's paradox is cool. So, um, is it such the case that there is an intelligent life form here and it's moving so incredibly slowly we can't see it like a sloth and that's its defense or something i don't know everything everything that we look for or every everything that we look for first has to come from an idea or someone's imagination or creative intuition to design a device that can observe our physical reality somehow infrared you know, we got infrared cameras. Someone had to first have the idea that led to the idea that led to the idea that led to the idea that this would be possible. And then you could pick up something on a screen in front of your face that you can't see otherwise with the regular human eyes, you know? Well, that's the problem. Okay. So mm -hmm. what you're describing is why I think all this stuff phenomena um, is, is consciousness based and the reason why I think that is I always think about this. So mm -hmm. you don't see that many credible pictures or videos of UFOs. You'll see people trying to say that that's this. It's some, sometimes sure. it's usually just some mm -hmm. sort of natural phenomenon. Sometimes it's a plane. Sometimes it's a bird. There's lots mm -hmm. of different stuff. Um, and I'm not saying there's not real ones out there. You know, there's there, there I'm sure there is, but most of them are, are bunk. So, you know, if you look at the way we, it, like our eyes and our perception and stuff we're not it's our eyes aren't a lens it's sending a signal through an optical nerve that's getting sent to our brain upside down and our brain's processing that information now if you look at us between the difference of like a camera or like a like a cell phone the cell phones just is is a lens it's just collecting data as it's where we we are processing it through our brains we might be able to perceive other things that let's say a camera a phone, you know, something along those lines can't put together like a bigger picture type thing. So that's when people have experiences when they see, you know, UAP or UFO or aliens or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's some consciousness based thing. And I think that can tie into, you know, this we've done tons of episodes on it, but like DMT, when people smoke DMT, that they instantly go into like a different dimension or world, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've done I've done other psychedelics myself. So I'm familiar with yeah. The idea of being able to put yourself outside of your your own consciousness for a little bit so mm -hmm. um i think that plays into it and then you know you've got people that experience being abducted usually it's at nighttime could be correlated to sleep paralysis i don't know if you mm -hmm. ever had sleep paralysis like somebody holding pulling you back into your bed like physically it's this weird mm -hmm. thing so uh I, that's my perception on what's going on i don't necessarily know if there's physical things or maybe these things can pop in and out or whatever is going on but i think it's consciousness based in the sense that we're only perceiving things in our own reality and in, in the way we can perceive however many dimensions you know three four d if you want to add time as the fourth dimension whatever mm, so of course 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I believe you're spot on, and there's a lot of credibility to what you're saying. Um, I mean, you know, how um, how put off and others were with like the remote viewing programs. Um, I mean, you know, the documentary is uh, Psychic Psychic Spies. You know, is out. Yeah, Third Eye. Yeah, yeah, I'm too. I'm sorry. I no, just, no, no, it's, uh, no. It's just said psychic spies. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what the premise is. No, third eye spies. Oh my gosh! And this is live. I'm so embarrassed. You're fine. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we, we, we say the wrong shit all the time. I did. We did a whole episode on how the pyramids were built, and I kept saying Kafra instead of Khufu for like half the fucking episode. <laughs> so you're fine. You're fine. Uh, that's cool, man. Maybe, uh, maybe psychic spies, uh, psychic spies would be like the, the Disney version. Yeah. Yeah. That's already out, man. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you're totally right. Um, I, I agree with everything you said. I'd like to add though, that I believe we typically see things as being like, you know, uh, physical or like conscious consciousness, or we see things as like physical and spiritual or something as like atheist or religious religious or it's in the middle and it's agnostic or we see like you've got the you know, leftist uh, or the left in the ah, left yeah wing. we look at everything yeah, binary yeah, yeah. in a binary I'll, way yeah yeah um i think about it this way man like science science says basically like all inf- no, no information can be destroyed Right. And they're even talking about doing things like layering your brain and making a copy of your brain, downloading your brain onto like uh, uh, some sort of, uh, you know, for lack of better terms, like a, like a hard drive or a memory bank or something that's going to make you like mentally immortal or something to that effect. Then there was yeah, like a documentary. The neural lace thing that Elon Musk yeah. was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, the talk about that has been around for quite a while. I mean, you can even see like, you can see it pop up in like um, a Superman movie that came out in the summer of uh, 2013. Um, you know, his dad died, but they had like saved a, a copy of him, his soul or his consciousness. Right. His mind yeah, there's a Black Mirror episode about Yeah, that. it's like the whole Ray Kurzweil 2045 yeah. initiative type. Exactly. Thing. So if you're able to do that, if you're able to take like someone's consciousness or their mind or something to that effect, and then you put it onto a hard drive, it's because it's physical. I mean, you know, uh, if you if you can see, yeah, but they can't. They, they haven't been able to do. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but like, yeah, well, I, I fight I fight with that idea. Like, I think that are they going to be able to create something super super intelligent? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Will it have emotions and consciousness? I'm not so convinced that they'll even be able to do that. So. I don't think so because we don't even know what it is. If you can define it, then I think it mm-hmm. might be a possibility. I think the closest to a physical explanation I've mm-hmm. seen is Sir Roger Pemrose and Stuart Hameroff with the um, microtubules, uh, excuse me, microtubules in the mm-hmm. brain um, carrying information that way. I don't know. I, I that was even still like, oh, okay, you know. Even they, you know, mm-hmm. Roger Penrose wasn't so sold on the idea himself. So I understand. And again, you know, it's just uh, for for me, it's it's a theory. I have no way of proving it. My on my right, own. right. Um, but I'm willing to bet that even thoughts at, at at some level are also physical. If information cannot be destroyed, then it exists. And so it's physical. Anything that is in existence is physical. 
if um, if your consciousness is your soul, it is physical. Uh, people with you know certain religious beliefs believe that you know you, you die and you'll go to heaven or a place of eternal rest or peace or or you won't. So how do you get to that place? Where is heaven? People usually point up. No one ever says like heaven is tucked within that mountain over there. Maybe they maybe they do. Most people point up for some reason. And if it is a different dimension, then it is possible somehow to go there. If you have to be dead in order to go there, you're going there. So how are you going there? It's, you know, consciousness is not nothing. It has to be something. So if it's something, it's physical. And we, we tend to separate the physical and the spiritual without realizing the spiritual is physical. It's just outside of our perception. Yeah, I mean, when you say that the it can't uh, energy can't be destroyed, I mean, yeah, we're yeah. talking about the second law of thermodynamics, but uh, it can be transferred though. So, mm -hmm. what we like, yeah. for instance, take a piece of paper and light it mm -hmm. on fire. That energy from the paper is just yeah. turned into you know a gas and lifted mm -hmm. up, and you know, so in that right. sense, I, you know, I agree with you that what's here now, like people say, spiritual, but it's just another. It's maybe just a transition of energy into something else. Right, this right. is what this is what I would say, and like to what, kind of like my line, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Like that, that's a that's a real good way of explaining it, like a transfer of energy. Um, even the transfer of energy, the energy was in one place. The energy was something, or it was mm -hmm. some, it was a byproduct of something. But you still had to have something in existence in order for the energy to be produced. So, and again, that itself is transfer of energy. At any rate, um, you know. I'm saying that like in their own respect, outside of our perception, thoughts or feelings are a little bit, or I, I don't know how to like determine the proper way without sounding like I, I think that like thoughts can be frozen and put in the freezer with popsicle <laughs> sticks. Like I sound, I'm having myself a happy pop today. You know, the, the thoughts are physical somehow you know your consciousness is physical if it's something if it can be detected if it can be measured if it can be transferred it's not simply a painting in which like you know you perceive the mountain and the sunset and right. then you paint it, and then so then the painting is a transfer of your impression i don't think that's what this is when they're talking about the scientific means of putting your mind onto a hard drive and then putting you into a right. artificial intelligence robot type of thing or something um, so, uh, another thing they've proved telepathy with use of computers across countries. I believe it was like between India and France, Harvard university was involved. Correct me if I'm wrong. And they were transferring thoughts from one person to another. They were using like electrodes or some type of connectivity, um, that was actually physically on their, their minds or their heads or something. But still, where did those thoughts come from? You, nothing cannot stimulate an electrode. Something has to stimulate it. So then back to transfer of energy. Okay. What is hitting the electrode? If we say it's energy as a byproduct of what? And that would be the physicality of a thought. I mean, I think we're taking in waves. Yeah. I think we're taking in waves and putting waves out there. So I think when you say that's something exactly where I was, yeah, that's exactly where I was going. Um, vibes, you know, they've, 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 uh, also come out with studies that show you pick up on someone else's energy. There's just some people that kind of drag you down. Mm -hmm. 
how are they dragging you down? How are they affecting you? If it's not something physical. So like the physical and the spiritual is really like, it's the same thing. It's just the way we define it. We call it something different. Then uh, for those people who are staunchly against the idea of um, life elsewhere in the universe or an unseen life here on earth, but do believe in ghosts and do believe that those ghosts can interact physically somehow. then how do you explain that? How can nothing knock something over off a shelf or pull someone's hair or knock something on the, off the wall? How can something that is nothing do that? So yeah, that's something we haven't really delved into too much. The whole ghost thing. I I do think that, um, yeah, I don't dismiss anything, but I do wonder, um, cause our mind's super powerful in that way too. Um, I think this whole thing's different than the alien thing. I mean, they may, they might all be there, you know, they all might be similar based on what we're talking about, transfer of energy, but in a way, well, yeah, um, if it's a different dimension, yeah, but here's the thing. Like, have you ever done the thing when you were a kid where you turned off the lights in the basement and you're like, Oh shit, I got to run upstairs. Cause it's, fucking creepy down here right? yeah. yeah whatever but i think we all do this thing where it's like even mm. sometimes if it's late at night and i turn the lights off i just think like you know what if i see this or this you know so it's like there's always this stuff in the back of our mind and our subconscious maybe it relates back to our neanderthal caveman days where we always had to look over our shoulder because there was actual threats you know that kind of a thing but um yeah, yeah you know the other thing is is i th- i think about is this archetype, this like gray alien archetype thing. And I, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's not just, obviously I think people have been seeing it for a long time. It's in cave paintings and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. So what is that? Is that some part of our subconscious? Is that something that uh, is maybe that's our future? You know, like maybe if we start to interstellar travel that we know that bone density um, and, and like our, our features start to alter a little bit based on, you know, the gravity and everything. There's um there's different ways you can go with that too, and I'm gonna tie in the ghost thing with the okay the, the gray alien thing. All right, now again, um, I'm kind of just rehashing uh, different ideas with some you know of my own ideas sprinkled on top. <clears throat> All right, uh, it it would not surprise me if if we found out that all right it it would not surprise me if we learned soon i don't know how soon it could be 1 to 20 years i don't know um that the little gray guys are um genetically like purposefully uh, manufactured or created or in yeah we talked about this a little bit the the biological uh like androids type Mm -hmm. thing you know yeah so that they're either like um they either operate on their own and they have consciousness somehow or that they were a sentient being before now they've transferred themselves or that the sentient being is actually somewhere else in the universe uh using consciousness you know all the connectivity in the universe to like think or whatever um, some of which th- those types of technologies we are very slowly but starting to develop. So possibly that would be a thing. All right. So um, 
uh, if you if you study some of the theories that are out there about how these uh, these exotic aircraft fly, it appears that they're using um, some sort of gravitational um, like protective bubble or um, I'm trying to put it in like really basic terms, but it's basically like um, like it, it creates its own gravitational field. So if it's creating its own gravitational field, that means that areas around it are subjected to gravitational lensing, which could produce some of the, the stranger effects that people see in the skies. Uh, it could also be why you see like two or three um, identical lights flying around simultaneously at the same time. I mean, you're familiar with the gra gravitational lensing. You ever see like, um, like that video, like a, a black hole that kind of like rolls across a galaxy and like it gets all big. Yeah. And like, yeah. The light bending yeah, yeah, around yeah. that's the yeah. gravitational lensing. Yeah. So, and uh, there's also, you know, the red, red shift, uh, red shift, blue shift, which is how they kind of uh, proves that the, the big bang or uh, multiple big, big bangs were going on uh okay so uh that was science theory it was proved correct there was a you know it happens during eclipses that's the best time to see it and once like you see a star in the sky and then you know through the gravity it, um the the gravity of the earth and uh you know light bending and things like that and moon and the sun have stuff to do with it i don't know all the logistic details you're just talking about like general relativity how gravity yeah. uh, pulls yeah and then you, yeah, you're so, seeing uh, like uh, the light reflect through it yeah, or like okay, the, the star is here, and then when the lensing effect is going on, it's like over here, okay, because the gotcha. light being, being pulled and bent, bent. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that that's that's one thing. So, uh, we uh, we also suspect that um, by them being able to travel either through like uh, wormhole technology or through extra dimensional stuff or through time or faster than light or fractional speed of light. However, they're able to like travel through time and do things that, that we can't, it's almost like they're, they're kicking up the, the space time continuum. And that's, that's kind of like, like my theory here. So there was a report, I believe it was from Italy. Uh, there's like a basement in a cathedral, right? Well, um, centuries ago, there was a road that ran right through, um, where that church is. So there appeared some ghostly apparitions of Roman soldiers charging through the basement, but just their legs because the road ran up. It's like they dug the basement out mm -hmm. and excavated part of that road to make the basement of the cathedral. So then well, people who were up above the basement, uh, like on like the main floor or whatever, what they saw were like the, you know, like, like the, the, the uh, torso like your, below. yeah yeah like the torso up, up like above, the yeah. of all these roman soldiers charging so that to me seems like like a, a repetition in time or like an imprint in time so maybe that could explain um why places like skinwalker ranch you have reports of like the dire wolf suddenly appearing the dire wolf's been extinct for so long that's like and, rupert sheldrick's theory of uh, morphic resonance that like like things hold memory you know like whether yeah you know oh yeah matter and, and crystals whatever and that's kind of what we're talking about too with like information can't be destroyed if 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 time if like the, the you know the theoretical uh quantum physics and the you know, quantum mechanics and these different types of theories that are out 
you know, I mean, there was string theory and there's people arguing against string theory and there's like the multiverse and the multi-multiverse theory. I like the multi-multiverse theory. That's pretty cool. Just, you know, blah, blah. Yeah, but the, I mean, like, all that stuff, eh. isn't it based mm-hmm. on the Kalibiu, like man, the, the collapse manifold, which they, I, I, it's like a, it's theoretical. They can't, they can't really prove it, I think. Is, well, no, of course not. There's so many things we can't prove right now. I'm just saying, I think that's why people are yeah. saying like string theory's dead or it's outdated or like, because <laughs> yeah. if you, if you listen mm-hmm. to like Sean Carroll or whoever, yeah is on the cutting edge of whatever nowadays, even though, you know, like Lawrence Krauss or all these people, they think that, um, you know, the, uh, there's a lot more people getting into the whole, I mean, my Lawrence Krauss is all about the big bang and nothingness before, but yeah. when you're talking about like Sean Carroll and people that are, you know, projecting the multiverse theory, mm-hmm. um, there's this whole thing that they're trying to push where it's like, um, I don't know. I don't even know if they're trying to push it, but it's just this, it's, it's, basically what we know to this point it's time for like a new shift and like where where to go next you know and even yeah. older people i heard Ro- roger pemrose talk about how we need new theories too because there really hasn't been any serious new developments you know of late so i totally agree we it, it is time for people to think outside the box and one thing i, th- I think it, it's a common pitfall <sighs> People who have established a very solid career in anything, unfortunately, like, and I'm not trying to like call anyone out or talk ill of anybody. No, you're fine. We do it all the time. It's just cognitive bias. There's no way around yeah. it. It's our nature. Yeah. Well, it up. I mean, you, you spend like, I mean, just, I'm trying to sympathize. Like if I spent like 30 or 40 years in my career and then some, you know, recently graduated kid from college comes and tells me why I'm wrong. It's gonna like it's really like tick me off, man. You know, I mean, I'm gonna be like, who? who well, most scientists have huge me? egos, and they've never really like. You don't hear many professors mm-hmm. going to do ayahuasca ceremonies to dissolve their ego, or at least take a yeah. look at themselves and understand mm-hmm. my ego is getting the better of me here. Like, I think ego can be a good thing. I think it drives you to be great. It drives you to do great things. Yeah, but if you feed it mm-hmm. bullshit and and think you're the best, or you don't have to listen to anybody else, yeah, you're you're in a yeah. bad place. You know, I think, yeah, that, yeah, totally. You know, so. Um, you know, you've got the, you've got someone challenging you and essentially what you want to say is like, excuse me, sir, step in line, you know, um, do, do the work, put in the time like I have. And it's almost like they, they've got their pride, uh, or like, you know, their ego or their emotions tied into their work, which, which can't, you know, I'm not saying it's a, necessarily a bad thing. Like you say, you know, ego can drive you if you use it the right way. True. But yeah, I mean, we shouldn't ever be so set in what we know that we can't consider something else. I mean, you know, I'll use myself as an example. Like, you know, I've read about the tiny microbial intelligent life that might have visited here. I laughed because I'm thinking like the meet the Jetsons, you know, and like here comes this little like plankton bacteria guy. Like, hey, hello, Matt. Hey. You know? <laughs> but that was like, well, you know, maybe we are the microbial life for somebody else. Maybe the majority of the universe is a big giant people. Yeah. um, Oh man. What was the movie? Was it, was it inner uh, space? No, no, no. Well, no, that that's a good one too. Uh, (laughs) The one, it might've been fast times Ridgemont high. I don't remember, man. Oh, it was an eighties movie where like these, these high school kids end up like, blazing with their their teacher or like maybe oh, i think that's animal house okay yeah yeah that's yeah, it let's I mean, talk like, about so the, we, the giant our, thumbnail our, and everything. yeah our entire universe to be like the crud under another giant 
you know, creature's fingernail or yeah. something. And the professor's like, totally or something. <laughs> I but I mean, great theme, I thought, great film. Yeah. I, I thought about that too. Like sometimes I'll be like going to wash my hands and I'm thinking like, Oh no, am I like destroying universes upon universes by washing my hands? And then what would happen if like all of a sudden, like, Oh, there's been detected a huge tsunami tidal wave <laughs> and Dawn dish detergent coming our way, you know? <laughs> well, even think about inside your gut, your gut controls, even your thoughts. I mean, there's even some mm -hmm. speculation that poor gut bacteria and poor gut health can lead to things like bipolar, yeah. schizophrenia, that kind of stuff. Because yeah. I, most people don't know most of our serotonin in our body is in our gut. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it, you're, that's why they say, you know, like, um, uh, you know, you're you have another brain in your stomach or something along those lines. Like it's yeah, kind of true cool. in that sense. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that, crazy. that's wild, man. I love these things, though. I love branching out, and uh, you know, when when science really just gets so interesting like that, you know, right? It's cool. Now, that's where I see all the um, you know, for lack of better words, the alien and UFO agenda. And, um, well, hey, you know, um, I don't remember if this happened when we talked last week. Did the the Navy revise its guidelines? Was that was that okay. last week? Yeah, that that, we have we haven't we didn't talk about that, but we should get to that. Um, sure, because what I think you, it is. So like, why don't you why don't you talk about what, what well, you know? The okay, this is uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> information happens like so fast these days it's kind of hard to keep up sometimes but basically um you know a new york times report first video that came out was the uh, fleer one commonly referred to as the the nimitz case or the uh the tic tac video mm -hmm. and um it wasn't just that but it was that in combination with a very exhaustive report done by a, a scientific group that was released in conjunction with like lots of other uh, reports and cases that apparently are not going to be released to the public, according to the Navy, that pretty much, I mean, if it's not convincing for science, it convinced the Navy to revise, at least to revise their guidelines by which their personnel can make reports when they've seen an unidentified aircraft. And I think that that is the absolute most logical thing to do because if you have an air force pilot that has millions of dollars invested into their training mm -hmm. to be an objective observer and not only to be an objective observer but also to a fly a multi-million dollar aircraft who's worked their way up in ranks and they've gone, you know, they've, they've proved themselves in battle. They prove themselves when they show up for work every day. They have, you know, rank and people under them or whatever, you know, their status may be. And they see something unexplainable that's invading our airspace or disarming our nuclear missiles, you know, whatever it might be. Why would you not... Why would you not want to know? Why would you first? Why would you? Why would you laugh at the person if they told you this? Secondly, you would want them to report this. Um, thirdly, it should be taken seriously, and, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't feel intimidated by their own, like you know, their own country, mm -hmm. like their own coworkers, and you know, people in their their platoon. And just I mean, whatever, man. I'm I'm not. All Wasn't that the, the laugh factor thing? Wasn't that on purpose, probably, to like kind of curb the 
the yeah um, people to worry or think about it in the sense you know like i think we, it's too i think it's twofold though i mean yeah there was uh, an op there there was an agenda to make it like laughable and like oh you know you big moron you think there's little green mm-hmm. men living in from the moon's made of cheese and things like that there was that but honestly, man, I mean, you had people in the 50s that had like the tinfoil hats and thinking they're going to like uh, avoid alien mind control. You had some people that really kind of brought it upon themselves. Or did they? I mean, you also read in God's Man and War Volume 1, there are um, there's various accounts that suggest that some people might be uh, toyed with on purpose by a, a, a force, you know. There are documented reports. It, it, it just it always happens like this for some reason. Like you've got some random guy in some random place that is contacted by these like angel angelic or you know spirits or ETs or something. Right. And they heal him of cancer or some terminal disease, and then for like a month, anyone that comes and gets prayed for or sang or spit at or something dumped, they're healed too. And it's like these miracles are happening and then the religion forms around it. And then it's like, and then it's just like mad chaos, like, you know, mm-hmm. and that seems to like, but, and then it like pits everybody against each other. So it's like, is it being done on purpose to confuse us or something? I mean, are they, is someone trying to make us look stupid? Almost like, you know, I, and not the best example. I mean, telling your kids about the tooth fairy, Easter bunny and Santa Claus. Now first, you know, it's like, okay, we got like Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. I remember I was in second grade. Uh, the Tooth Fairy did not bring me some hmm. owed money. I wanted to talk with my dad about this matter. And he said, oh, I forgot about that. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, he was like, you want yeah. me to tell you the Tooth Fairy is? I'm the Tooth Fairy. And I was like, oh, man, you got me, Dad. You got me. But I know the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus are still real. Eh, he thought... <laughs> You're crazy. Why you lie to me? Then we go down to the Easter Bunny. Now the Easter Bunny's out too, but I'm still I'm hanging on to Santa Claus, man. But then I found out it wasn't really. So is is there a higher intelligence that purposely messes with us? I don't know. But I think we need to find out. There's <laughs> there's, there's something going on, man. There's yeah. there's something going it's on. Just, it's just yeah. too all this shit is just too weird just to wake up and keep doing this shit every day. It's just mm-hmm. and, and and the other thing is is look at what and I people can say evolution all they want. I believe in evolution, but there's a weird yeah. thing in the sense that we are so fucking different. We create things that create things that create things. We create things that destroy things. We create things that manipulate things. We create, you know, we're this like creative force that's literally transforming in an entire biome you know like um Mm -hmm. you know animals can do it on maybe a smaller level if there was enough of them producing enough Mm -hmm. methane it might change the environment stuff like that but for the most part we're we're the you know the uh the hand moving the chess pieces pretty much you know um Mm -hmm. to, to the point where you know people now look at food as like, oh, it's just a given. People, you know, don't even think about the fact that that chicken's got to get killed or got to get its head cut off or that yeah. cow's got to get killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. We're so separated from it. So we're these, this thing. So for me to think that this is all just some like mistake, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. open to the idea, I guess, if it can be proven, but I don't know how yeah. that's going to improve the quality of 
anybody's life and you know like in that in that regards i mean i just think that that's how most scientists look at the world so um they say that they're humanists or whatever and, and that's fine you you know do your mm-hmm. thing I, I love science but when they have such a closed mind to anything else and then they carry that like oh well it's just a gift just to, and it is a gift to be alive and it is a gift to, but their their mentality that we should just do the best for everybody else. Like we're just like an ant in an ant colony is it just, it, I don't, that doesn't resonate with me personally, but yeah, I mean, it, it is probable. And uh, I think there are some, there are some comparisons you can glean from like the ant hill thing, but no, I agree with you too. Um, and maybe, maybe the ETs, or the humanoids or whatever you want to call them. Maybe the intelligence, I I would like, I have begun to refer to them as the TAs instead of ETs. ETs are extraterrestrials. A TA would be like a theoretical alien. We don't know. Theoretically, it seems like there is an intelligence behind these flying things in the sky. Mm -hmm. Uh, Theoretically, there is some sort of threat, whether it's intended or unintended. Theoretically, they come to bring peace and they want to teach us things and that, and theoretically they don't want anything to do with us and they find us annoying. Theoretically they have given up on us and they, or theoretically they created us. Theoretically they don't even, can't even see us. Or, I mean, this is all these theories. So like the, the TAs, you know, theoretical aliens, um, we don't know. It it seems like they have enough intelligence to not harm us. And perhaps they have their own agenda. You know, I think, I think in our last interview, I might've mentioned like gardening and uh, fire ants, like biting my hands because I, right, right. yeah. So I was, I had my agenda and they had their agenda and our agendas crossed. I was destroying their colony right. and they were biting my hand. So, it's, you know, we kind of got in each other's ways. I have no idea what their agenda could be, but then again, as I said before, like how can we possibly, how could we understand a, a, a TAI, a theoretical alien intelligence? Um, I, I don't know. And I, again, I love thinking about those things. You know, what would be important to them? Why would they be here? Um, just as I can't see the complexities of the, of the tunnels inside an anthill, Neither can I see the complexities of what it might be like to travel through the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another another thing I, I ran across this today, and actually researching the, the Fermi paradox, I ran across something similar, but then it, it sounded similar when I read the explanation. It wasn't. I have a, a friend named Scott from Pennsylvania who uh, made this documentary called Not Alone. Okay. Life above, and what he does, man, I don't know if you can see. It looks like like a jellyfish, but also kind of like a UFO. Uh, this yeah, is a, pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, man, I, I've I got actually uh, this is a copy for a friend. Um, I have a, my my copy's opened and downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, check this out, man. Okay, what do you see under the ocean? Right, you see like jellyfish, you see plankton, you see things that light up and blink, and they travel in like schools or groups and things. They mimic each other and do these things. Uh, literally, like what was it, like 2016? We found like unknown species of um. Uh, well, 
of there's a jelly, stuff. Yeah, there's a jellyfish that lives forever, actually. It regenerates, keeps regenerating. Exactly. Yeah, there's that. There was also in the Mariana Trench or Mariana Trench, they found a, a jellyfish that looks like it's been photoshopped, but it hasn't. That might be the one you're referring to. They also found something they call a mushroom, but they said that there's nothing on Earth that's like it. It's like a brand new species of like, we don't know what it is. Yeah. They call it a mushroom, but it's not a mushroom. So I guess yeah. it's not a human either, but then again, I don't know. So then with yeah, actual- there, there, There's full phylums of, of animals that, like I was saying last time, there's all these microscopic living organisms we haven't even classified yet. We, we only know a certain very small percent yeah in regards to the animals and oh stuff. yeah oh that's true yeah one of the most unexplored places on earth is the ocean yeah um so here's his theory and this is from uh glow films you can go to go to a uh, glowfilms.com and watch the trailer as well the sky is alive just as the ocean is alive and i was like hmm so uh right. on your own time check out the trailer um you know I've, yeah it's interesting friend, friend of mine yeah yeah um anyways i mean i've seen the whole jellyfish thing's interesting i i do think that mm -hmm. uh if i'm being real i've had an psychedelic experiment where for hours all i could see was jellyfish floating in my in my closed eye world uh to the point where it was i just sat there and marveled in it because there was nothing else to do so back like back to the consciousness thing i think that there is something to this whole connection with, you know, whether maybe, you know, psychedelics or people that meditate heavily or whatever, what, however you're getting into an altered state of consciousness near death, mm -hmm. whatever it is, yeah. maybe you're tapping into these higher dimensions or some sort of physical plane we just can't see because um, of our perception and our, you know, like maybe our mind has this pareidolia built in where we're just used to connecting these certain dots when we can't mm -hmm. even see these other, the other dots, you know? So. Yeah. No, yeah. There's, there's, um, there's truth to that. Yes. Yeah. So there's uh, studies that replicated. Uh, I mean, you know, I've had isolated experiences where I, uh, like, uh, precognition and premonition or, uh, like a high sense of intuition to where it's, mm -hmm. you know, someone might think like, Oh, you're reading my mind, but honestly, for me, it's like, uh, it's just a, a really, um, so it's like intuition. I mean, it's almost like if you've ever been around little kids, you can tell when they're lying. I mean, they can't cover it up. You know, it's right. like their body language is like, did you steal a cookie? And they're like, no. And they look where the <laughs> cookie is, you know, it's like, yeah, like a dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that. It's like just something that seems kind of obvious an idea would pop into my head and someone's like, how did you know that? I'll be like, well, you know, this seemed like a logical answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the consciousness is definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. I think, um, do you, when you look at, uh, um, where all this stuff's going, you know, you've got, uh, like we talked last time, you got like Stephen Greer doing his thing. I think he's working on a new documentary. Mm -hmm. um, you got Tom DeLonge. They're going to come out with that show on uh, History Channel. With the, oh, yeah, yeah. Stars. Um, identified, yeah. Oh, do nice. You, do you mm -hmm. think, though, like it, it, certain things, like I think both the weird thing about both Tom DeLonge and Stephen Greer is they kind of are looking at the consciousness thing, too, because you don't get hell put off in your group if you're not 
taking a look at consciousness. And if yeah. Stephen Greer talks mm -hmm. about how he takes people out on these meditation <laughs> trips and his first experience with this stuff was through meditation on a mountain when he was younger and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that that's the common bond between them. And I think that there's people like choosing, like, that's the weird thing is like, I'm interested in this topic. So obviously I follow certain right. people and there's a lot of like people shitting on each other constantly. I believe this. You don't believe that. Oh, we believe this. You know, it's just this like inner fight and struggle when it's like, if, if everybody just kind of chilled out and just put their best foot forward, I think that it would be a lot further along. That's true. Um, what, what about, the consciousness interest interests you the most um like i said i mean i've done I've, i meditate now but i've when i was younger i like i said i use psychedelics i've gotten mm -hmm. outside of myself i was able to okay. experience what people considered either out of body or different stuff like that and i know mm -hmm. that there's more to what's going on like our perception is is we're, we're so confined to this daily like routine or this daily perception of reality like from the moment you go to bed to the moment you know uh you wake up you're in a different world when you dream but how come when we're in our own reality um it's so constant you know so like that that fascinates me too people that lucid dream and stuff like that as well yeah um, i think i think for us though on the show the the dmt or dimethyltryptamine is probably the most interesting thing to me because it's in like 90% of things, whether it be plants and animals that we, mammals that we know of, it's in, you know, mm -hmm. human beings pro produced in our bodies and our lungs and our livers. Yeah. And they haven't been able to test it, but maybe our brains too. Um, we know they're in rat brains. And if you look at rats, you were talking about telepathy earlier. Rats mm -hmm. have this thing where if certain rats learn, learn a behavior on one side of the world, rats on the completely opposite side of the world will start to do those same learned behaviors so exactly. is there, is there some correct. sort of telepathy there you know like so it's yeah. that kind of stuff um where it makes you wonder and i know rupert sheldrick does a lot of, a lot on this topic about how animals know when their owners are coming home mm -hmm. they'll start waiting by the door even on days mm -hmm. where they have a half day or whatever stuff like that um, yeah. so there's a lot of people not a lot of people there's some people looking into this but it's still considered very woo woo very fringe um mm -hmm. you know so that's well, why i think it's important you get like i said you got your steven mm -hmm. your tom DeLong. these people are associated yeah. with higher level people so they bring mm -hmm. some level of credibility you know so where do you, how do you think that connects or in what well, i think if, if you, we're looking at it wrong you want to travel the stars i, I don't mm -hmm. think you i don't think you do it in a spaceship i think i think right. you do it in your mind you gotta manipulate so oh that's true yeah I, like that. I, th I think i think you 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 know they're talking about Dr. Rick Strassman um, was, works with this guy, Andrew Gallimore. Andrew, they're working on this experiment to put somebody into a, D, a, a intravenous DMT trip for like an hour, which is crazy because you only usually last 15 minutes and it's the most uh, insane thing ever. So to create this device that would keep dripping it, allowing you to experience this for longer periods of time might unfold the mystery whether it's in our subconscious and their archetypes you know because people see these entities when they're in there you know there's some people that see aliens some people see their family members some people see yeah. love beings some people see these geometric love yeah. beings you know and all this stuff so um to be in that world for that long um you better be write a, a book and come back well i mean it, i don't even know if anybody's mentally you'd have to be super mentally stable and even then have experience with this stuff already um mm -hmm. but 
yeah i mean that's the thing about psychedelics you know there's yeah, yeah. if you're prone to any sort of like mm -hmm. schizophrenia or yeah. bipolar you definitely shouldn't be doing them but if you're you know you're familiar with the substance and you're you know it, it could be an interesting thing so but yeah i, I guess that's my interest with it is just that Mm -hmm. I meditate and stuff and I go mm -hmm. places when I meditate. I don't know if they're real yeah. places. It could be a construct in my mind, but I like to think that there's this other energy out there that you're tapping into. There's what do you want to know or how could, I, what question could I potentially answer for you about that? Do you, that. do you think that, um, there are only these, these three or four dimensions, or do you think there's more? Because I mean, everything that we know is predicated on the fact that, you know, pre pretty much Einstein's theory. There, there are more, um, you know, again, I can't, I can't pull out a scientific peer reviewed research article, right? but there are more. Um, and it depends on the school of thought you can, you consult, but, um, but yeah, there there are more. Now, do you have what have you ever had like an like for me, I've never had an actual experience with like, well, I was lucid dreaming one day and I was laying down mm -hmm. and um I was like laying in the desert, just like laying in the desert. And I don't know if it was like Utah. I looked out somewhere out west where they have those like uh uh, flat top you know mountains and stuff mm -hmm. like that it was arizona man <laughs> maybe so i'm laying in the desert and i look up to my left and there's just like one of those classic you know circular disc you know hovering and i could like feel the energy from it you know so like it wasn't really a dream dream because i had woken up and gone back to sleep that's how i knew it was a lucid mm -hmm. dream because you just yeah. jump right back in like nothing um so that would that that's the only real i've never seen like an alien i've never seen like mm -hmm. any physical ufo like out in you know that i know we go up north michigan you can see all the stars I, i'm pretty yeah. sure i'm just seeing satellites but mm -hmm. um stuff like that so have you ever experienced anything that you can't explain because i mean i think a lot of people like to say that they have but i think if you get down to it it's it's a little bit more complicated whether it involves sleep paralysis or mm -hmm. dreaming or psychedelics or whatever yes i have so was that where was it was it were you like awake conscious phys, you yeah. know it was, okay uh, both i've i've been i've been um you know i'll, I'll share a couple of things um <laughs> Yeah, no, whatever so, you want. You don't have to get yeah, too yeah. crazy, but whatever. No, no, no tidbits, though. I'm very yeah. intrigued. Okay, yeah. Um, I've uh, the most recently, I had a dream that I was in, I was inside a church that was undergoing a really big renovation project, and everything looked really white because there was a lot of light coming into the church, and I dreamed that they were putting up like plaster. In, in places that which made it look you know even more like just white and uh they right. were removing pieces of the wall pieces of the windows it was really big and this church looked familiar but it looked like it was being modernized in some ways and so i was like is this a church that's trying to you know just come on be yay and all like contemporary or something so i asked just in my dream, uh, what church is this? And they said, this is uh, Notre Dame du Paris, which is the Notre Dame of Paris, the, right. the church. And two days later, it caught on fire. Wow. 
and now they are doing renovation. And see, the thing is, man, like I can't prove that. I can't prove to anyone I had a dream. That's impossible. Right. You know, I had a good conversation. Did you write it down or anything? No, see, and that's the thing. But I had a really good conversation with a friend this week about the fact you, it's impossible to prove to someone you had a dream. You know, I mean, right. at least right now it is. May, who knows? Maybe in the future with, you know, thoughts being physical, maybe, maybe we will be able to prove it. People should start to, I mean, if you imprinted mm-hmm. it electronically, you could prove I had this thought here now, you know. Well, I, another thing that happened, and uh, I actually did uh, message a friend about this, uh, but then, now I can't, you know, find that message. It was a text and I probably got deleted. Right. Uh, last year on the month of May, I had this dream that there was, uh, somewhere like there was a light that, uh, just, it was like a, like a star or something that was, um, around earth. It just like, I mean, just shot off, man. And this was like, just going so incredibly fast. I mean, like faster than faster than light speed. I mean, it was hugely fast. And so it gets out, uh, beyond the Milky Way galaxy and just, it like, you know, explodes this purple light everywhere sparks man it was like the biggest explosion and then two days later um nasa said that uh there was this brand new kind of um like supernova explosion or something it it was like an unknown type of explosion that usually requires like a like a binary star the two stars that come together and explode, but this seemed to be like one star that exploded, like boom, and right. it happened outside the Milky Way. Nice. Yeah, I mean, Man, so you know, I and tuned and, in. Well, both, you know, rationally, if I had to, you know, answer that question on a standardized test, I would say it was a coincidence. Um, that I had both those dreams, just, you know, some kind of random fluke, mm-hmm. but, and this is the thing and what I want people to understand. I have a heart for that stuff too. Those are the things that got me interested in the subject matter. And so, yeah, that means something to me. I mean, between friends, I'm going to be like, well, oh, yeah, well, check this out, you know, listen right. to this. And just like we're doing now, we're, we're talking as, you know, we're talking as friends and buds and we're just kind of hanging out and talking. Um, but my mission is is twofold one i want to help advance the the science into like the scientific investigation into these matters so that people who feel like their stories are not validated can have that validation and they can feel like you know what i experienced what i dreamed what i saw matters it's not just me making things up it's not it's not just a dream I mean, everyone's had dreams where they're like, no, it wasn't just a dream. You don't understand. You're not listening. That wasn't just a dream, you know? And so people will tell their story over and over and over until they finally find someone that's like, wow, what else happened? How did you feel? Are you okay? Did you get it? Did you get a camera shot? You know, or something? I mean, Hmm. until they feel validated. And that's why you see groups of interest groups pop up. And that's not just about, you know, UFOs and aliens. I mean, you have interest groups for quilting and card games. I mean, it, people tend to right. come into groups. And so even in uh, what's what's referred to as the, the greater UFO community, I mean, you've got uh, people who are kind of following Stephen Greer, almost like disciples. You've got people who are following Tom DeLonge like disciples or um, 
uh, Jeremy Corbell, uh, Bob Lazar, and them, you know, and, and I'm not trying to isolate or put labels on anything because I'm fans of all three of those guys. They're super cool. I love their work. I love their stories. I love what, what they're doing. Um, I find it all fascinating. And am I convinced that those stories are real? Yeah. My personal opinion. Yeah, I am. I'm convinced like that's, that's great. That's awesome. So my role is that I want people in society at large to, to realize that there's nothing to be afraid of. We don't need to be afraid. When we're afraid of something, we run from it and we can't understand it. Well, there's people pushing the fear aspect of it. There and there are like and, your uh, David. I don't even know if he's trying to do it intentionally. I mean, some of this, and I, I know people like him. David Wilcox to me is just like when I hear him talk, I'm, I'm like, if, if anybody believes this guy, there is the I was waiting for his name to come up, and there you're is, looking baby. at the you're looking at the wrong shit because like just the yeah. shit that he says is just so wacky and outlandish. And I'm all about outlandish and pushing the boundaries and thinking outside the box and shit, but the way he's doing, like, have you seen that documentary? What's it called? Above majestic they they, um, they purposefully make it like creepy like they try and yeah. make it like like we're being harvested by reptilian type thinking you know like it's just mm -hmm. this thing like uh, even hypothetically let's just say hypothetically like we are mm -hmm. our universe is a cell or something and we're emitting something that's necessary for something else whatever yeah. that's obviously a long lot like you said like the gut bacteria like it's all part of this whole like you know chain of of things so but the way they push it is that there's this evil cabal and they're fucking everybody over. And I think it's just more, I think the whole thing when people get into the whole, you know, Oh, they're doing this or they're doing that, or they're controlling this or controlling that. It's, it's more about ignorant, like ignorance on both parts, ignorance that mm -hmm. yes, there are powerful people running the country and the world and whatever. But I think, I don't think, I think they're given too much credit on pulling strings of certain things that are minute compared to the, I'm sure the things that they're thinking about. So, um, you know, and it, the whole like, uh, you know, dropping chemicals out of planes and shit like that. Like it's th that yeah. shit's bunked. Cause like, why would those people do that to themselves too? It makes yeah. no, it, it just makes no. no sense. Like, so like th there's a whole subset and I'm not, I'm not trying to offend anybody cause that's, I'm sure yeah. there are people that I mean, believe this stuff wholeheartedly and, and that's fine. I'm not against, people thinking for themselves you know it, it, that's mm -hmm. that's completely fine the problem i have is when they all group together and they you know use confirmation bias and they get all worked up and then it becomes a real thing and you know and that's why you see all these like um movements happening of like going into the past you know like the earth the earth is round you know but there's people that have gone back and you know, like, oh, the ancient Greeks got it wrong. They were going back before BC. <laughs> to be, you know, like the, the shit like that. So it's yeah. like, that's the stuff that bothers me when, about the whole mm -hmm. movement thing is that, um, and I, I look into the stuff and I research it, but I'm not like so invested where I'm getting, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be the promoter of this whole movement and whatever. I just find it an interesting topic and just another piece of the puzzle, you know? So, um, but I know the people that are completely invested in it. Um, these people get very crazy. It's like almost like the Bible people that take the Bible word for word, mm -hmm. even though it's been written 
a few times stuff's been left out stuff's been added um it's been reworded um it's been translated into different languages um not one person wrote one book it's been you know the new testament's like a whole group of different you know so it's like stuff like it so people that are taking that literally it's like god didn't write the bible you know i think the bible is an interesting piece of uh yeah there's humans are the flaw man right so so there's there's interesting (laughs) stuff with all of these things but it's like the people that take everything literally that's where you get me because it's like we know like i if if i wrote a book okay and i let's just say I, i claim to be god or whatever um and then you know, the book then went to somebody else and, and then they added a piece and it's, you're playing this game of telephone. So it, by the end of it, it's this convoluted thing where there might be interesting parts of it and there might be, you know, important pieces to it. But in reality, it's like a collection of like people's stories. That's all it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's exactly. probably, and there's probably truth in there as well. I'm not saying there's not, but it's, you have to mm-hmm. like be in, like inclined and like, if you're going to study the Bible, study the Bible, like get into it because I'm sure you'll figure out what I'm telling you right now. You know, anybody that just says, Mm -hmm. Oh, I read the Bible or I go to church on Sunday. They don't actually, you know, understand where it came from or the history of it. Well, it's it's the same thing with the UFO thing. It's like Mm -hmm. people saying, Oh, I believe in that. And you got people putting pictures, these on Facebook, like all these forums put these fake pictures of UFOs and fake pictures of aliens. And people like, is this real? (laughs) It's the fakest looking fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So like, that's the stuff that, 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 you know, there's always going to be people that that are feeding off the fake shit in any aspect, you know? Yeah. I try to move away from the, the, the fear tactics or, um, you know, um, another thing I, I learned was, um, uh it you're mute you're making uh like music uh, sorry if you, okay if you're, if you're making music you want the music and the lyrics to kind of match up at least a little bit right when you're doing video and movies you want to make the music match up the content too i mean if you are talking about something serious like childhood cancer you don't want like you know the entertainer vaudeville piano playing right. in the i mean that's that's that would be disrespectful maybe elephant walk yeah <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, you know, you uh, definitely don't want to um, exaggerate something to the point that it, like, instills fear. Like, okay, jump scares. Man, I freaking hate jump scares because it's not scary. It's it's scary only because you're not expecting it. It, It's startling. So, I mean, you know, in that respect, like, my little sister jumping out from behind a corner or something, that's equally as scary. Right. As like me being in a haunted house is because it's not because it's it's not because I'm afraid of the haunted house or the carnival ride or whatever it might be. It's it took me by surprise. That's why it's scary. I hate jump scares. That's the same thing, you know. Anyways, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, I totally see what you mean. It's it's like we've there's the the ufo community in a sense can almost it's almost like a uh, a dysfunctional family mm-hmm. and look and look i'm not i'm not being I'm not calling anyone dysfunctional what i'm saying is that we have purposefully or it has purposefully been attacked and so you don't know who to trust that's why the trust is the huge issue you think you know someone comes out with some real credible information and everyone believes it one person says they're a disinformant or they're mis- they're spreading mis- disinformation or misinformation or you know someone says i worked at such and such place or i was a pilot in the air force and they say oh no he's cia he's, right 
psyops and stuff. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, so that's why I say dysfunctional family because one, we're we are a big family, you know, and and there are, there are people who think Tom DeLonge's awesome and think David Wilcox is awesome. There are people there are people who think Corey Good is awesome and David Wilcox is bad. Or and vice versa. Or I think they're, they're like the same you know, person, but yeah. <laughs> How's they that might be a guy? clone, bro. <laughs> yeah. They're gravitational lenses. No, da- David uh, Wilcox is Edgar Casey's clone. Didn't you know that? That's oh like, yeah, he's reincarnated. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That would be great. Sorry, we, we don't want to. If he wasn't me. making so much money, I wouldn't give a fuck. But right, yeah. he knows what he's doing. That's for uh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's nuts, man. But it's you know we we or the people in in the group or the the big family uh we've it, it's hard, we, we have intentionally been made to know not who to not trust and so we are arguing amongst ourselves so the one one thing has to happen and i believe is actually happening one we we have to stop arguing amongst ourselves right um we're not a dysfunctional family we're not we're behaving that way, but we're not. We do agree on many things, and we should focus on the things by which we agree and try to seek some sort of unity because together our voices is a lot stronger and a lot louder. You know, if I've got one school of thought here, one school of thought here, and we're each like asking for something the same, but also in different ways, it just creates a lot of chatter that people don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. But if we can decide, you know, what's what's most important, uh, what what we should do, what we should, you know, publicly ask the scientific community or the or mainstream society to just consider or think about or ponder or um, invest time or money or resources. I mean, whatever it's going to take, I don't know. No, you're right. I mean, that that's why this yeah. is this is important. Like us having this conversation because I don't think exactly. there's I don't think there's enough yeah. like intellectual not that we're so intelligent but just there's not enough like science-based conversations happening around this i don't think i mean even though there's more and more now but mm-hmm. i don't think that there's enough of it out there and i think that's why you see these snake oils you know sa- snake uh oil salesmen and and, and that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. there's this like window where it's like i can get into this and do this and there are people that are a little bit more gullible than other people and True. that but and it, yeah. it's like i'm not perfect either but i, I at least when I look at these, I try and look at it through like a scientific or a logic and reason lens where um, if, if something is observable and it can be, you know, uh, can be recreated or um, concepts from that can be taken to apply to certain things, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we started this off talking about the Fermi paradox. Well, on the other yeah. side of that is the Drake equation, which, you know, is this long equation we've done an episode about it people can check yep, it out it's, yeah, in, the, it's yeah. in our history mm-hmm. um where it's this this equation about how many you know how stars are formed and how many of them and you know it goes through this whole thing and how how many of them are earth-like that have water that have the same you know carbons and and oxygen you know all that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. um it's it's basically this long equation that shows the probability for life in the universe and and it's 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 abundant it's it's in the you know it's almost infinity to to Mm -hmm. basically so um and if you ask most scientists i think most people actually from what i've seen uh, whether they're cosmologists or you know physicists whatever they'll at least admit yeah there's probably something out there somewhere you know 
they don't they're not saying they're humans they're not saying there's people flying here in spaceships anything like that but they will at least give the ground of there's probably organisms out there somewhere right so exactly yeah that that should be taken as like for the people the people that want to believe in something and yeah, how have, evolved are they that's the bottom yeah want to have hope yeah. for something those there's mm-hmm. there's a two groups of people that just want to know that this is possible again and then the other group of the people is if it you know you know basically the fermi paradox like where is everything so I, for me um I like these conversations because, you know, we're applying real theories to things and real, you know, uh, I think I mentioned to you before the uh, podcast, there's a, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence Franks. Uh, I think he's a cosmologist and he talks about how he thinks that um, there could have been life like a million times, you know, throughout universe Mm -hmm. history, except we keep getting to this advanced point where, we've used all of our resources and we die, you know, or Maurice and I had an advanced environmental science class together when we were in high school and they did this experiment where you take um, fruit flies and you put it in a bottle and you, you know, um, they keep multiplying, keep multiplying, keep multiplying. But once the oxygen runs out and the food runs out, there's too many of them and they die. And, you know, if we can't escape this planet through means of interstellar travel, you know, if we survive, if we, if we, yeah, if we survive that long, I think that this, that's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's that, there's a lot of credence to that as well. It's an interesting theory too. Yeah. There's just, um, you know, at this point, it's almost like, um, it, it, it's very it's exciting. I think because we still have all these ideas, all these talking points, we can kind of imagine the future. I mean, it's almost like, and going back to your days in high school, like your senior year and your, your college is ahead of you. The real world is ahead of you. There's all these possibilities. There's, you look at the course catalog online, there's all these classes, there's all these majors. You can see yourself here, see yourself there. And that's kind of what this is. I mean, in theoretical quantum physics, you know, everything is based on possibilities anyways. Mm-hmm. Schrodinger's mm-hmm. cat is another example of possibility. Mm-hmm. The uncertainty principle was, uh, was you know, made or factored in for possibility or probability. So, same thing. Uh, is the universe teeming with life? I don't know. Uh, can we travel? Can we actually go through with wormholes other places? I don't know. I think we can. I think we'll find out. I'm hopeful for the future. And right now, I think it's just like, oh, it's an awesome time to be alive. I mean, we've got always, yeah. it's so cool. But, you know, we we still need progress. And, like, I'm happy about it. Like, just like, for example, um, it's great that the 38 research papers, you know, like the, the list was made. And we've got uh, you know, four or so of them that are available to read. Very interesting stuff. You know, so, um some one or two are a little older and the others are not as old. And um, I mean, you go look at it yourself, you know, traversable wormholes and stuff like that, you know, gravitational effects and, and there's all kinds of different things there in those papers, but they are not peer reviewed scientific research papers. They're, they're, they're science based, but they've, mm-hmm. they've not been subjected to like the, the scientific uh, process of like, you know, peer review and things like that. And, um, you know, so, and I'm just, I'm just trying to be fair on both sides. Do I think that's a huge step? Yeah. Am I in like admiration of the minds that produce those papers? Absolutely. Like I couldn't do that. 
And right. I think that's amazing. Do I believe what they're saying is true? Yeah, I do. We need a little bit more. Just for matters of, of purpose, we we need to make it a little bit more formal. And I would love to see that. Seriously. Like I, I want that. Yeah, but don't you think that there's still there would still be this this group of people, you know, like people rejecting that the earth's round now, that there even if people were confronted with facts. Yeah. You know, it's even in science's nature. Like if mm-hmm. if somebody published a paper and it was peer reviewed by like five of the top physicists and cosmologists or whatever, there would still be a subset, I'm sure, that are fighting mm-hmm. that we're going to debunk this because that's what they do. They're all just trying to de- debunk each other. I mean, we had mm-hmm. Brian Keating on who wrote the book Losing the Nobel Prize, and he's a smart dude, and he talks mm-hmm. about how it's like, you know, eat or be eaten kind of a thing where oh, yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. just kind of, yeah. you know jumping in on each other trying to disprove each other so that's true no um i'm almost out of time yeah, Sorry, yeah we're gonna want you uh plug i want to i want to comment on what you just said there though uh, okay um oh hold on i gotta refresh my memory here Sorry. um so we were okay Nobel prize i'm back up from that no i was just saying you know oh, there always be okay yeah and it if if that happened so literally if let's just postulate that there is a, a study done based on empirical evidence of like a crashed um, exotic vehicle, we'll call it an advanced aerospace vehicle, an AAV crashes somewhere. We get it. We know it's not from any of it's not in the inventory of any of a, a other country on earth. It's it came from space or near space or whatever. Uh, and it's proven that uh, this whole phenomenon is true. It's now an identified phenomenon. We know what it is, and there's a paper mm-hmm. or many papers, and there's evidence, and they've been peer reviewed, and they've been replicated, and like all these things. And there are still people who won't believe it. They are the new April Fools. Mm-hmm. And this is when the, the calendar changed and people wanted to stick to the old New Year's Day and the old traditions and celebrate like April the 1st as being the first day of the new year. But in actuality, according to the new calendar and the new times, it was January 1st. And so people would play pranks on the April Fools, also called El Día de los Inocentes in Spanish. And um, in uh, French, I think it's the same thing, like Innocence Day or something to that effect. Or maybe it is the April Idiots or something. I don't, I don't remember what it is in French. At any rate, uh, that's what would happen. So you would have a top-rated, uh, you know, high-end subatomic uh, physicists uh, who would become April Fools. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's we'll see only time can tell but uh yeah it's always fringe until it's fact so yeah there it is you know lou wrote an article about that on um in, in medium he said you know it's all science is paranormal until it isn't mm-hmm. there you go so understand, guys. well it was awesome on having, that. yeah it was awesome <laughs> having you on do you want to plug uh i mean obviously we plugged your uh your, oh my friend yeah glowfilms.com yeah. scott um really super cool guy uh, i have another friend um has got a book out her name is uh jan landsberg's at ufos unmasked you can check that out i myself am working on um uh working on a collaborative effort with um a credible individual. I'm not going to say who it is right now on a book. It'd be like a collaborative effort, which will address consciousness. 
Cool. So, so yeah, I think you'll really, you'll really, she is a lot more knowledgeable uh, about that than I am. And, and she's got all these credentials, man. You'll really be impressed. Um, and I'm uh, formally talking with um, one group about um, doing a documentary of um, a case that just did not receive adequate attention. It did get some, but it was mischaracterized. And then there's informal talk of something more science-based that would also be a type of documentary. So cool. um, I definitely have my work cut out for me. And uh, I I love it. It's great. Uh, it's a great time to be alive, man. Yeah. yeah. Check out his uh, YouTube channel at uh, Tiller for Riller um, if, for your uh, UAP UFO type uh, news and updates and stuff. And uh, thanks for coming on. Hopefully something happens soon and we can get you back on here and yeah. uh, discuss it live. <laughs> yeah. Thanks guys. I, I, I feel like I've had these like sunspots coming through my curtains here. That oh, like, you're good. I feel oh, yeah. like I'm, you know, having a spiritual moment here with these lights <laughs> on my face. I've been trying to avoid it the whole time. I apologize. We'd hit but, the top, you, man. Yeah. We'd hit the algorithm. If you get sucked up out of that window, yeah. we're hitting the algorithm. So. <laughs> Both our channels are going hot. <laughs> hey guys, th- thank you so much. I really appreciate thanks it. I love coming the show. Out, bro. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, we love these conversations. So yeah, we'll have me you too. back on. But yeah, uh, I love talking with you guys. It's sweet great. man. Well, you have a good day. All right, you too. Thanks guys. Cheers. See you. All right, bye.